This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear more from James McCabe. After leaving Brytech when it wrapped up, he talks about his time with Double Zero Motorsport and Craig Lowndes. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. We're here with James McCabe for the second part, dealing with his career, not only in supercars, but also in motorsport in Australia. Brad and Kim gave you a taste, supercars. Oh yeah, it just cemented that was definitely where I wanted to be and what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, we, that was the year that um, we went from, what, 22nd at Bathurst to 2nd that year. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was John Cleland. John Cleland, yep. Yeah, yep. Brad, yeah. yeah. That's right. So I, I remember actually asking John Cleland in a press conference at the uh, two-litre race and saying, you know, John, tell us uh, about uh, what's like driving a V8 versus a two-litre car here. John looked at me and sort of looked around the room and very... Didn't know if you should answer, and, yeah. and said, uh, "Well, in a V8, you know, you sort of uh, every uh, accident, every corner is an accident about to happen. Whereas in the two-liter car, you start on one side of the mountain, you just throw it to the other side." You know, so. Yeah, yeah. No, John was great to work with. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, really, really good feedback. Really good understanding of what was going on, and um, very appreciative too. I would imagine. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I loved working with him. He was good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we got we did a good job in the end. But, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly the highlight of that year. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Where's next? Next is because um, you've got kids now. I had kids then, which is why um, that's why my wife Sarita stayed in in Backers Marsh. She was, yep. She had a support network and it was established there. And um, yeah, so then. Next was Team Dynamic. I went to Team Dynamic for the car build. I did the car build there. I was employed by Malcolm Ramsey. Um, uh, moved the family to Adelaide, which was turned out to be a bit of a mistake. Um, because no longer, no sooner had they arrived than uh, Oscar Fiorinotto also arrived, and um, there wasn't really room for two at the top, so. We effectively swapped positions, and I went to Double O. So we put everything back in the truck and come back to back to familiar territory and back as Marsh again, actually. And I was working in Dandenong for um, well, I did I basically did the the end of Double O, so the last probably eight months there before it was finished. James, you were just going to start telling us about uh, Double Zero now. It was a big buck team. It was uh, lots of brouhaha and bells and whistles and all that sort of thing. It must have been very different to where you'd been, for instance, you know. Oh, yeah, it certainly was. It, it's, um, yeah, I hasten to, to add that I was there for what must was what would you probably consider to be the demise of the team. But um, uh, So at the time, it was owned by Bob Forbes. Um, they had the court case was ongoing in the background, um, but yeah, we had we had some we had good cars and good people, and um, Greg Ritter was driving and uh, Rodney Forbes. Um, so I was. You had good resources, good good management. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was. Yeah, it wasn't really lacking anything, and certainly I was running Rodney in what. Had previously been the Green-Eyed Monster, and 
it was a beautiful car, just just very very responsive to change and um, yeah, it was, it was probably at that stage it was the best certainly the best V8 I'd ever worked on. Um, and we'd had a new car for Greg Ritter to drive. Uh, yeah, it, it was yeah, the day to day at the circuit was quite good there. There was a bit of uncertainty about what the future was. But, um, now yeah. what year is this? Uh, 2003. Oh, okay. Three or four. Three, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and we got some reasonably good results. Uh, Andy Bartley was running the Ritter car. Uh, Ross Holder was involved as a bit of a um, bit of a consultant. And, you know, uh, that was that was the beginning of a, of a very strong relationship that I've got with Ross. It's gone on over the years. Um, so yeah, it was. It was it was a good time, really, overall. I was very sad when that finished. Yeah. Um, and then next, next up is Brytec. So I was at Brytec for the first two years. One of the original employees there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Brytec was was it was. Quite well resourced, had a, had, a, had good cars, so they were FPR cars. Um, the problem that we had was the powers that be grouped us with FPR, and so no testing. Hmm? No testing. No testing. So no testing, and you know, good drivers but inexperienced drivers. And, and, you know, same could be said for a lot of the crew. Yeah. Um, so it just made it very, very difficult to make progress in, in such a competitive field. In hindsight, the, I mean, that whole thing was a, a farce, the way in which uh, Jason and the team were treated. Oh, absolutely. That grouping. And yeah. I don't know who drove it, but obviously there was somebody who was driving it because, you know, in, in this day and age, for instance, techno, oh, well, you can't do any testing, or well, there isn't any testing nowadays, but, yep. you know, just the way in which it was handled was just a try. I mean, the fact that Jason couldn't actually go to the team uh, launch day, I remember so vividly, he was down the road at a cafe while his mum and dad were there representing him. I mean, that was just a farce. It, a farce is... is the only applicable word for it. You know, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we grouped with FPR, but yeah, we weren't even given setup sheets. We were given absolutely no information with the cars. Um, yeah, we were doing we were effectively doing all of our testing at race meetings, which it's I don't understand. It's not a good look for a championship, um, but. You're right. There was someone was driving something there. Yeah. That, that yeah. Scotty was doing your engine. Scott Owen was doing your Correct. engines. Correct. Yep. Um, did, was that a, a, an area that you lacked in at all? I mean, he'd come from Glen Seaton, so he obviously yep. had built good engines and won championships. Yeah, yeah. We were. Um, the engines were certainly not state of the art. You know, Scott builds a good engine. There's no question about that. But. Um, in terms of engine development, we were probably a 
we were a fair way behind what, say, FBR were at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, could, that's access to dinos and things like that. Access to dinos, but also, yeah, this was the times of the C cylinder heads and the D cylinder heads, and everyone had different versions of. And, you know, our stuff was the older spec stuff. Um, yeah, certainly yeah, we had reliable engines, but they just weren't at, at the very front of the field, you know. Um, and certainly a strong strong engine, given all the other things we're up against, would have made things a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, you've got to have everything working for you. You've got to have the whole package oil, yeah. Especially in the field that's as tight as what V8s is, is becoming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it certainly was then. So, so, yeah. Again, that's, that's, that's probably an area of sadness that, you know, what had so much potential eventually, um, yeah, the that potential was robbed from the team before they could actually fulfil it. Yeah. Some of that potential, I think. I think it was a, yeah. There's no reason they shouldn't still exist today and be one of the main, main, major teams in the championship. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm with James McCabe on Inside Motorsports. Tony Whitlock joining us there with James McCabe. Join us next week for part three with James McCabe. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.